Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to Vibing with Stay Great. We're back again with another episode on the theme of friendships, relationships, and success. I know this topic is quite um, large for some people and upsetting because some people don't know how to um, filter out bad relationships, how to step out of toxicity and so this influences their success rate so they end up being um, demeaned, let's say, let's say that. So on today's episode, I've gotten an opportunity to invite a very reputable guest. She's a writer, um, she, she's also a pencil artist, an entrepreneur and also the host of, uh, of the Yes Girl podcast. She's also wearing the branded hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, she's a very phenomenal woman. You like her, you like this conversation because she's really in-depth and likes um, topics related, related to mental health. So sit back and listen, learn and share. So welcome, Fiona, to Vibing with Stay Grey. Nice to be here. <laughs> How are you feeling um, about this topic that we're about to discuss? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to this, uh, any experience I've had, you know, from... Any? Whatever, whatever topic we handle, but specifically mm-hmm. mental health would be, it's, it's close to my heart because that's something that I, I want a lot of young people to learn more about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me go straight to the first point. Uh-huh. I want you to tell us the background story of who Fiona is and how she rose to the, um, the powerful personality she is right now, because I know that um, back then, you were still starting. Mm-hmm. You encountered some friendships. You also had some relationships that you felt like they weren't helping you to yeah. become a better person. Mm-hmm. So just tell me that story um, up to when you joined the Yes Girl podcast, mm-hmm. um, the relations that you had, the friendships that you had at that time, mm-hmm. and how you got to filter out some things that were not helpful to you. Okay, so I think... Uh, I think as a primary school uh, kid, if you start with primary school, but I'm quite old, so this might take long. I'll summarize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think in, in primary school, I had, you know, very few friends. I've always been someone who has very few friends because I'm very choosy with who I get close to and I'm very introverted. So I'm not the kind of person who has like a million friends anyway. So it's it's been kind of easier to filter out um, the people I don't need in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, since primary school, I had one friend, I think um, lower primary and upper primary, I had another friend. And we are still friends until today. So these are friendships that are, you know, 20 something years old. Yeah, now you know how old I am. <laughs> so um, I think just the fact that I'm, in, I'm an introvert and I have very few close friends. And if anything that's toxic comes in, you know, I just let go. I'm, I'm not the kind of person who sticks on to relationships that don't matter to me. So I think, you know, onwards to high school, you know, one of them went to high school together. We still remained friends. High school, I made other friends. And uh, some of these people are still my friends right now. You know, one of the five that are very close friends to me. And, you know, I think after university, I made other friends with an organization, you know, I'll talk about later. And, uh, you know, so all those things have brought about, you know, relationships that are very good in my life in terms of um, maybe building me up as a person, either career-wise or what I'm doing. And there are also, you know, friendships that just people who understand me. So I'm not the kind of person who, you know, 
talks to you, you know, every single day. I'm not the kind of friend mm-hmm. who we have to talk every day. I don't know about you. How are you as a friend? Yeah, I'm also this likewise. I'm an introvert. Yeah. As long as you need me, I'll be there. Exactly. But you don't need them every, yes, every day, day, right? Yeah. So that's the kind of friend I am. And that helps. Uh, it makes it easier for people like us mm-hmm. to cut out people we don't need. Because we connect to people who we know there's a, there's a reason to be connected. Do you understand? So I, I believe extroverts have a harder time um, sussing out who's toxic, who's not, and who they don't need in their life. So I think in my entire life in terms of friendships, it has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think primary school, like you said, if you want my background, primary school, I was uh, an artist. And uh, but I've always liked books and writing, so uh, writing started after university. Um, university, I studied communication, so fi- finding a way to put together some content is something I've always done since university. And now that has pushed me into the career I'm now, which is doing content marketing. Content marketing is you know anything social media, so I create content, online mm-hmm. content for anything online. So that's, I, I'm, I'm an artist, but also a writer. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's uh, right brain and left brain. I think <laughs> the, it's very hard to find an artist who also writes. <laughs> so I like that I'm a weird mix of people. But that's just creativity. You're a exactly, creative person. Right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to find writers who are artists, right? It's, it's a very hard mix. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen an, a writer who's an artist? No, no. It's very hard to find. Yeah, because most artists focus on the art. The art. Mm. And the, yeah, so I think for me, there's a there's a 10 year, maybe decade gap of my life where I stopped art. And it kind of, it's a good thing and a bad thing because now it's a good thing because I got in the writing. Mm-hmm. So that time gave me a way to focus on the writing and improve on that. That's why I'm a duality like that. Yeah. And then now the podcast allows me to do the writing and also create content so it's it's just a matter of all my interests together mm-hmm. and also there's always this perception that introverts usually find it hard to make friends mm-hmm. and so let me backtrack to your uh-huh. high school days because uh-huh. i know high school people are usually bubbly yes there's usually a lot of curiosity and when you don't fit into a certain groupie you are termed as somebody who's boring yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So how did you just the life ah. of high school without feeling without having that low self-esteem? Ah, like... So I think no, high school was actually better for me. Primary was a low self-esteem issue for me. Because oh. you know primary school has boys. Hey. Boys are always the at least to me, boys are the reason why women mostly have self-esteem issues. Because you're a teenage, you're growing and then you like a boy, and then mm-hmm. they're not seeing you. you know? So that that's kind of pushes your self-esteem issue. So I was in a girls' school, all girls' school. So it was just fun. I, there was no issue in my high school. And I've always been someone who can... I, I think I've always been someone who can fit in all kinds of groups. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the famous people who are, you know, funky, I can fit there. Whether it's the nerds, I'll fit there. Like, I fit in any group. So it's never been an issue to be, you know someone who's just in a corner alone. I always have times here where I, I used to be just want to have my time alone. But the fact that I could be in any group made it so much easier for me in high school. But uh, primary school was hard. Yeah. Was hard. Yeah. 
As for me, mine was vice versa. Mm -hmm. Primary, I had an easier time, but when it came to high school, I found it difficult to um, fit in groupies mm -hmm. because you feel like the other girls want you to behave in a specific manner. It's like yeah. you're working with a groupie. They want you to wear like this. They want you to listen to certain types of songs. They want you to talk to certain boys. And if you're not, you are certainly excluded. Oh, okay. I've always been a rebel, so I've never cared about doing what people wanted me to do. So mm. for me, it was easy. Yeah, for you it yeah. was easier, yeah. but that was... My high school years were the tougher ones, actually. Oh. And how did you get past that? I got past... Actually, I can't say that I got past <laughs> it because uh -huh. it's the one which made me so... Like, have mental health issues. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. In Form 3, mm -hmm. I used to go for therapy every, oh every Friday, yes, because actually it was really, really bad. I but was, were you quiet trying to fit in with them so that you feel like you're not quiet or why were you why did you have the need to be with that group that was not good for you because i felt like i didn't have a sense of self belonging mm, that's, true. that's something that i lacked so uh, when i felt like i'm not fitting in with these people i just uh, uh, it makes you feel bad about yourself yeah that's yeah, so true. i started um once i i wasn't like ever present oh and also God. sat at the back of the class. Oh my God. Uh, because I just felt like I needed to just portray, just disappear from this, you know, all these things because they are affecting me mentally. They're affecting oh my, my grades. Uh, yeah. They're affecting my grades, my social life. So mm. I just felt pathetic. Mm. But then when uh, when I finished my high school, it's the time that I came to a sense of self recognition what can i do um, i'm good at this um what i was going through was just something um how can i put it a face it was a face yeah, it was a face now it's funny because now me after university that's when my depression issues started <laughs> tell me more about that <laughs> so it's so funny because i think i was always you i always knew myself um so you like i said you know primary high school i could fit anywhere because I didn't have the need to be like those people. So I could just come in and leave when I want to come in and leave. So I could relate to anyone. But I think after university, there's a sense of belonging that I missed. Mm -hmm. And somehow, you know, I just started feeling, you know, depressed. Maybe I had this high, high idea of what I'd be after university. And then after university, I'm just finding myself, oh, I'm just this. And then, you know, so, so that's when now my depression issues started because I was not sure of myself anymore because I had that different idea of my future mm -hmm. when I was in my 20s. And then I get to, you know, late 20s and I'm just like, uh, I'm not married. You know, I, I had, you know, I'll be married by 28, kids, you know, everything. Yeah. And then I just had this wrong idea of the future and I'd stuck to it. And then finding some, getting something that's less than that, mm -hmm. you start to question yourself. Yeah, and it's it's even worse now when you're in your twenties. Yeah. Oh, okay. You said that you were rebel. You mm -hmm. didn't care about what other people's perception. So yeah. how did you build that character? Because mm -hmm. it usually misses in a lot of people staying rooted on what you believe in and not caring about what other people say. And if you are rooted, you won't compare yourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. You'll just focus on where you're going. So how do yeah. you build that? I, I think it's uh, partly natural. <laughs> I think it comes from my dad. So uh, luckily, genetically, I just had it. 
my dad is also like an absolute rebel. Mm-hmm. He does, you know, he never follows, you know, the the norm, you know, the traditional way of living. So mm-hmm. it's it's natu- just naturally been me, been in me. Mm-hmm. But definitely there were times I was feeling less than myself, even in high school. But I always had this this me that wanted to be my own person. I always wanted to be, you know, against the mainstream. So that really helped, but uh, it, it doesn't mean I never had low self-esteem. It's just that now I think self-esteem issues became an, it became bigger because, you know, when you fight with yourself, it's even worse. Fighting with uh, others' ideas of you has never been an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Fighting with my initial idea of myself was what caused my depression. So for me, it's, I think it's my mind that is my biggest enemy. Your mind is your biggest enemy. Yes, yes. And in the recent session that I had, you were talking about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and how you're supposed to feed your subconscious mind with positive thoughts because they're exactly. going to reflect on the material world. Mm-hmm. So that's something that people should really look onto. Definitely. Yeah, there's, uh, the, even something as simple as writing only the positive things that happened in the day, mm-hmm. that will train your mind to only see the positive. Because depression is mostly caused, if, 19, if not 99%, caused by your mind just focusing on the negative. Like when I was depressed, it would be just, oh, you, you should have been this by now, should have been this by now. Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? You see. But there are so many positives in my life, but I was not looking at them. So something as simple as just training yourself to look at the positives. Mm-hmm. There are some people who naturally can do that. Some of us, our brains are twisted towards the negative. So you have to actively force your brain to yeah. look at the positive. And that's something I'm also doing. Like every day, not every day, I mean, there are days <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you can just write three thing, good things that happen or you're grateful every day for three things. Yeah. It's training the brain to look at the positive. And, you know, even depression, uh, not, not depression, meditation. Yeah. Um, I think self-awareness is the, the, one of the best things you can have to... To, to you know shield yourself from your own mind right because if you understand your mind it cannot come and mess you up understand yeah because if you just the way you're saying subconscious subconscious yeah. is working on some crazy things in your head if you're not aware you will not know what the subconscious is trying to do to you so yeah. meditation makes you more aware and you understand oh i'm doing this and i'm feeling like this because of this and then it doesn't always mean that being self-aware you'll never feel bad but you know why you're feeling bad and you can correct it. And have yeah. you ever tried the mirror work? Which, which one is the mirror work? Um, you looking yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and uttering three statements. Mm-hmm. First, you just look into the mirror and say the things that uh, make you proud of you. Like, for instance, Clara, I am proud of the way you do your podcast. Nice. That's the first statement. Yeah. And the second statement is you forgiving yourself because we're usually hard on ourselves most Very, of the times. Yeah. Yeah. Usually beat ourselves up like we're some sort of robots. Mm. perfection. So the second yes. statement is you forgiving yourself. Like, uh-huh. Clara, I forgive you for making this certain decision. Next time we'll do better. And the third statement is you committing to your journey. Yeah. I co- now let me use my example. Mm-hmm. Clara, I commit to your transformational journey. Mm-hmm. Those are the three statements that you utter when looking in the mirror and that forms the mirror work. Mm-hmm. 
I've never done it. I I just it's, feel like I would not. I would not believe it. <laughs> even I know it's it's like affirmations. Yeah. Okay, I've tried. I just feel like I don't believe it. My brain is just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so I think, uh, I I don't think I've tried affirmations. What I've tried, mm-hmm. my other work I've done because the mirror work doesn't really work for me mm-hmm. is you know this uh this these are uh, there are youtube channels mm-hmm. that you play affirmations when you're sleeping yes yeah, yeah. you know them yeah. those are the ones i do because i know if my conscious brain is stopping me from doing mirror work yeah. then let when i'm sleeping yeah, my subconscious is worked on you get <laughs> because me my problem is my conscious <laughs> So I use other ways like those ones, and those ones really help because you wake up in the day and you you feel just feel nice. Yeah. Okay, and as an older sister, because mm-hmm. I'm in the younger generation, still adulting, yeah. young yeah. adults. Um, how do you um encourage us or advise us mm-hmm. to lead our lives with friendships and success? Mm-hmm. How do we handle ourselves? Um, what are some of the key pointers to do? Mm-hmm. And just to learn how to work out this age because it has a lot of things. And now with Instagram age. It has a lot of things. I do not want to be in your shoes right now. If I grew up with Instagram things, <laughs> I would be totally different. I, I don't know how you guys handle it. Um, so the first thing would be use social media as a, as a tool, but don't let social media use you. Mm-hmm. First thing, I think I told um, someone here in this room <laughs> that, you know, first thing is to kill all your notifications. You have to have your phone not running your life. You are the one who's owning the phone. You shouldn't own your life. So you own it. So I have no notifications. I go social media only when I want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've even mentioned in my podcast, social media for me is for creating. It's not for, for being fed into. Because social media will give you a lot of negative thoughts that you shouldn't be having in your head. Mm-hmm. You see someone living a good life and then you'll, you feel bad about yourself. So, so first of all, control your social media. Second of all, have, a, have success is a moving target. You know the way they say you'll get one thing you, you think you'd be happy yeah, and then you want something else. Yeah. So I'd say in your early 20s, be very realistic about the kind of future you want, but don't be stuck on it. And when you and, and then you have very specific goals, create goals, so that when you meet one, you know, okay, this is the next step, this is the next step. But don't be too hard on yourself. Nothing in your life should be working perfectly by the time you're 25, only honestly. So you should be using your 20s to experience life. Don't be lied to, ah, now you should be married by you 25. Honestly, I, I think women should be married like late 20s, when you know yourself. So use your 20s to know yourself better, mm-hmm. to know what you want. Because I think in your 20s, you're, doing, you're more susceptible to do what society wants because you still don't know yourself. Yeah. And speaking as someone who's in your 30s, honestly, in your 30s, you know yourself way better. Way better. So, so many decisions, life-changing decisions, like having children, getting married, should be way closer than in your 30s because you know yourself better. So in your 20s, just experience life. If it's jobs, do as many jobs as possible. If you, don't, if you don't know your career, try as many things as possible. So follow your curiosity. If you are, you know, dating, you, you should date. And know what you want. Don't stick to anything in your 20s and say, unless it's a career you, you know for sure you want. Mm-hmm. But your 20s are for experiencing, for traveling, for learning. Like your 20s are like foundation years. 
So ah. that's learning, building your 30s and everything. Basically, you should leave your twenties for the fullest. No, nothing serious. You're just yeah. yeah. I'd say I'd say out. yolo, but do it safely. Safely. <laughs> Don't yolo. You know, I think young people right now are drinking way too much. Mm. Way too much. I did it. I wouldn't. If I went back to my twenties, I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, just you can you can live your life to the fullest. Just do it in a safe way. I think young people are also living very unhealthy lives, eating unhealthy, not not going to the gym especially in Kenya but I, I don't know I, I just have a feeling that it's more about living life and not caring about the future health mm-hmm. of, your, of your life you know yeah. so I'd say live your life in terms of learning and skills when it comes to health don't don't have to do anything yeah, yeah. and how about the dating forum mm-hmm. for instance I'm a 20 year old mm-hmm. um, do you suggest that I just get into those relations mm-hmm. um just for because many people are getting into them for casual for oh my casual god yes you reasons. are the generation that is doing casual like <laughs> like it's a handshake uh, yeah i've heard about that so how, how do we go about this dating life um mm-hmm. so that it do not end up with somebody who's toxic because that will um, change us for life trauma getting into traumatic relationships Maybe exactly. the partner is, isn't treating you well and you're doing some stuff that you're not supposed to be doing at that certain time. Yeah. So how will you advise the youngings mm. um, just to take the dating thing at, at this early age right now? Yeah, I think in their 20s, hey, I can't say, you know, don't have sex, don't date. It's impossible. <laughs> so I just say, you know, just be careful who you choose. Uh, if you ask me, I think I meant way better, you know, husband material in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting time because you don't have pressures of, you know, in your 30s, you have pressure. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Does he have money? Can he, have, can he be a good husband? You know, in your 20s, you're choosing someone because you like them. In your 30s, there are very many other things that are b- blocking your head. So I like the 20s because you have nothing else that's, society is not telling you who to choose. Mm-hmm. Actually, choose someone who has money, nini, nini, nothing. In your 20s, it's very pure. So I like that. Um, I think you should just follow someone who makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. If at one point they make you feel like you're not good enough, leave. You're not married. That's another good thing about your 20s. You're not married, leave. If a relationship is not working, leave. Look for another one. It's also like you know experiences. Mm-hmm. Try as many relationships as possible because in your 20s, you also don't know what you want and what you like. So I'd say you try as many safely. Not trying and then you're having kids, you know, your 20s, it's too early. If you ask too early. Anything below before 28, I think is too early. You don't know yourself. Um, you haven't built your career. So it should just be dating, safe dating, um, with no permanent, you know, decisions to be made. But you're learning what you want in relationships. So by the time you're in your thirties, you know yourself, you know the kind of person you'd want. Because honestly, even in your 30s, mm-hmm. the pool reduces. So it's good to have that person who, by your 30s, you, you know, okay, we can start our life together. Yeah. And what if you find a great partner while you're still in your early in your 20s? 20s? I think you'd, I, I'd say you take your time. Take your time. I'd, I'd, I know I met someone also for me in my 23. And I knew, okay, we can be married. But I was just like, I have to live my life fast. So if 
even if you you know you're going to live together i'd, I'd suggest you first build your you know start working a bit and stuff just learn a bit more about yourself before you commit mm-hmm. of course some people it can work but for me i'd say if you love each other enough take time don't rush into marriage don't rush into having a kid there's still a lot you have to build in your 20s skills career so um if you love each other you, you wait a bit as so well. basically in your 20s is all about you you all have to yes you have to learn about more about yourself because in your 30s or or late 20s is when you're making life changing decisions you know mm-hmm. marriage kids right. so use your 20s to to learn yourself as much as possible before you make those life changing decisions mm-hmm. yeah and i also adore how your podcast embraces the transformational view of life you mm-hmm. talk about finances you talk about personal development matters and yeah. how and you also have a good relationship with your co-host mm-hmm. Claire mm-hmm. um how did you meet with her so that you decided to hold a great podcast together ah so that is through a friend actually so like you say friendships so i've like i said i have the friends i've kept since my 20s and you know my teens mm-hmm. are people who i just see okay they add value to my life And so she was a friend of a mutual two other mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So I met her in an event that we had, um not an event. I think we went for dinner. That's the first time I met Claire. So she had moved into Kenya and she had she knew my other friend uh, from Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I in university I was in Iceland and it was an international we we knew people from different countries and some of them stayed in Kenya. Mm-hmm. She was not in Claire was not in Iceland but she knows lots of Iceland people, right? So we just met and then we formed a book club our mutual friends and her included we have a book club still so we met at the book club we started talking about podcasts we like because we don't just talk about books we talk about media we like podcasts we like and then we started saying hey maybe we should do a podcast and then she was a, you know you know those things you just say mm. because on the side and that was 2019 i think 2020 we tried to start it we were too busy with work So when 2020 started we were like okay this is the year we have to start. So we started it. We had already had an idea of what the concept would be. We wanted it to be a bit geeky because mm-hmm. we are geeks. We wanted it to be very structured, very scripted. Um I think for for the guys who don't know so yes girls podcast we say yes to things we've never done before and then we document our journeys doing that like she said transformation. Um uh, so we Yeah so th- so we started that out and then now we just want to be the kind of podcast that doesn't fit into any specific genre we want to just try new things put ourselves in other people's shoes mm-hmm. and and find out how it is to learn that skill or be that person yeah it's really interesting yeah and to the audience make sure you follow the yes girl podcast it's really informative trust me you learn a lot and you'd like you'd really like Claire's and Fiona's vibe because every t- single time I view their Insta or listen to their podcast I'm always just hyped up and taking notes because they usually talk about really concrete topics so you should check that out mm-hmm. and do you have any last remarks on something that you feel like you really want to address the audience about mm-hmm. this topic friendships um good relationships and how it's connected to success Okay. So I think my final word would be just um it's all I, I know it sounds bad but just say I just be selfish. You are the character in your own movie and you are the character of your life. So 
everything you allow in your life should be good for you. Yeah. If it's toxic for you, let it go. If you're not married to it or committed to it, let it go. If it's a friendship, if it's a career, mm-hmm. if it's a job. In your 20s, what are you doing committing to something if you're not even sure, you know? So just, it's always about your soul. If something feels good to your soul, do it. Yeah. If it doesn't, let it go. So I'd say just try new things, like the Yaskas. <laughs> um, try new things so that you find out more about yourself and you find out what your life will be about. And I'd say, you know, write your goals down, follow your goals, meditate, be self-aware, because you can't know what you want and what you shouldn't want if you're not self-aware. So I'd say meditate, do the mirror thing, just know yourself best so that you can be selfish about the kind of things you want in your life. That's what I'd say. And I think success, I think you should take success about uh, to be about something that's... Success should be a definition in your head, not the definition you see outside. Success is not having uh, 50,000 followers. Success is not being an influencer. Success is not... Is not, you know, making a million dollars. Okay, that would be good, but create the kind of success that works in your head. Mm-hmm. Being an influencer works for someone else. If it doesn't work for you, that's not success for you. Success should be very personal. So don't, cre- don't get someone else's success and put it for you and mm-hmm. give yourself pressure, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all about you. Be selfish. It's all about you. So... We're wrapping up on this episode and I'm honestly glad that we've talked about it because many of my peers suffer suffer from depression due to friendships and how they link them up to success. Some of their friends are not true to them, so they end up dragging them down. Mm-hmm. So you just be cautious when you're choosing friends. Just form deep connections. It's not always about having the biggest clique around just for even if it's five good friends that that are going to help you that are going to just hype you up you just find good real friends and don't focus on all the other things all the environment or what insta or any other social media is telling you about friendships you just keep it real be authentic and remember the journey of success is not a one-way street. Success is transform. It's a 360 transformation idea. Mental success, financial success, and also intellectual success. Actually, it's broad. So just don't focus on one thing as finances. Mm. You just broaden it up and hang around the best, the good, the best clique. Let me just say that so that you can be a better person. Yeah, so influence your friends well, and if they're going wrong, wrong at any certain point, just point it out because you're you're a sister's keeper, you're the brother brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. So you just be a good friend, and that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, and just remember to subscribe and listen on more topics on Stay Gray because I'm coming, I'm coming with great topics. Bye. Mm-hmm.